Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. On our workers' compensation law firm uh, of Holland Capitas uh, fan hotline, we go and chat with Pirates uh, Assistant General Manager Steve Sanders here on Bucko Talk, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. And, uh, Steve, good morning to you. Busy times as uh, you're just a handful of days away from what's going to be a, a very unusual draft. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, Dan. Good morning, and uh, thanks for having me on. So what's it been like here the last few weeks uh, ramping up for the uh, the new normal, I, I hate to use that term because it's so overused, but uh, that's what you've got here, trying to infuse a, a handful of players I- into your organization. Yeah, it's certainly been a, a new new experience for all of us, I think, no matter how long you've been doing, um, you, you've been involved in the draft or, or baseball for that matter. This is certainly a new way of doing things, um, you know, being over Zoom, uh, working through, you know, technology, uh, not being able to be in the same room and communicate face to face has certainly been different and been a challenge in some ways. Um, but I'm really proud of how, how Joe and the entire group have, have persevered. I think, you know, we've had a great week plus of, of really, uh, extensive, thorough meetings, um, working to put our board together and, and prepare for a draft, even though, you know, it's going to look a little bit different and, you know, obviously five rounds and, instead of the 40 that we're used to, but, Nonetheless, I think we're really excited about, um, you know, a group of players that we're going to be able to bring into the organization next week. Steve, what's the most useful tool uh, that you've been able to utilize here to to gain a, an appreciation for what you may or may not be drafting as far as player talent is concerned? Because typically it's the, the eyes, right? You go out, you watch players, mm-hmm. and you actually see them. That isn't necessarily available. So, what has been the most coveted asset here to be able to to gain gain uh, perspective? That's a great question. I mean, um, you know, and it's one I think uh, you know I don't know that I have the answer to, and I think we're figuring out as we go. Um, I think you know you mentioned the eyes and the things we see um, very often being such an important part of our process. I think they it still is. Um, we still have seen a lot of these players over the course of the summer, over the course of the last few seasons for the most part, especially guys at the top of the board. We've been scouting in some form or another for multiple years. So I think we do still have um, you know, our 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 experience with these guys to lean on. But I think, you know, sort of what we hear, listening to one another, um, you know, obviously having virtual or remote draft meetings and, and talking to each other through telecommunication, it's forced us, I think, all to be better listeners and then talk through things a little bit more because while we've seen less, um, ultimately we've still got to get to the, to the same end point of lining these players up. 
So it, it's quite possible that things we may have seen over the course of the last 8, 10, 12 weeks of a normal season that would have sort of played themselves out on the field. Um, we're forced to put together the pieces a little bit and, and talk our way through it more. So I think, you know, our conversations have still been, you know, like I said, really deep, thorough, extensive. Our, our area scouts on the ground are doing everything they can to learn about players in ways that are, you know, both safe and, uh, you know, permitted, you know, given the, the state of affairs both in, in, you know, the world and also in Major League Baseball. And, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm really proud of the work the guys have done to, to put us in position despite the obstacles that we've been, been faced with. So I guess a couple of big questions here as it pertains to college juniors and maybe some really, uh, really valuable uh, high school seniors that, that are coming out. Uh, we're ta- chatting with uh, Steve Sanders, by the way, here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, the Pirates' assistant general manager in advance of uh, baseball's draft in a few days. Um, do you get a consensus, and not speaking to anybody specifically, but uh, with a broad brush here, that juniors are, are more inclined to go back since they have that extra year of eligibility uh, t- and they can maintain that leverage? Or, or do you, Steve, believe that that they're apt to come out and they're as eager as they've been in past years to want to sign with an organization, just generally speaking? Yeah, it's tough. I think it it really is a personal decision. I think, um, you know, look, I think this the the circumstances, the changes to the draft, the changes to college baseball, um, you know, again, changes in the world are are impacting everybody differently. And um, I think what we're trying to avoid is, sort of making assumptions that, you know, or, or really trying to anticipate how this is going to change, not just the draft, but how people make decisions, you know, about signing a professional contract, about returning to school, um, because ultimately there's a lot of things that go into those decisions. So it, it's a tough question, probably one that I can't answer. I do think there are probably some players who, you know, maybe more inclined to, to go out and start their pre- professional career than maybe players who feel the other way. Um, and I think we're, we're fully anticipating and expecting that. And it, it, it just requires again that, you know, even more so that, you know, our, our staff and our area guys are, are in there putting in the work to get to know these players and, and, and the work that they've done over the last couple of years, um, to try to make both sides as comfortable as possible, you know, should, should they be somebody that we're working to bring into the organization this year, whether that's, you know, in the in the five round draft, or or even uh, you know after the draft as a as a non drafted free agent. Isn't that though a really important factor here? Maybe one of the most important factors here logistically is you 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 try to draft somebody uh, because more so one would assume that uh, especially college juniors and to an extent high school seniors they have more leverage than they may have ever had before. Or is that a is that off the mark? Well, again, I think it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's kind of an individual uh, effect, I would say. I think there are certainly, you know, I think our guys have gotten to, to know these players well and sort of understand what drives them. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into, you know, a player deciding whether or not he wants to, to come out and, and start his professional career or, or return to college or go to college for the first time. Um you know, I, I don't know. I hadn't really thought too much sort of as the overall picture, how it tilts the scales one way or another. I think we feel really good and really strongly positioned, um, you know, in this, in this five round draft where we're picking, where our, you know, where our draft pool is, um, to acquire the best talent, to make compelling cases to sign those players. 
Um, and so, you know, as it relates to specific guys or sort of the whole pool in general, I'm not sure, but I, I do think we're confident that, that, uh, we'll be in position and, and, and have, you know, the resources available to, to bring those right players into the organization and get them signed. Pirates assistant general manager Steve Sanders, our guest here on Bucko Talk. Um, as it pertains to undrafted free agents, there's a, a limit that you can spend, that every other team can spend, and, and it's not a ton of money. Uh, do you anticipate that market being vast and there being a lot of talent out there and players that are willing to essentially sign for $20,000? What do you anticipate that market being and the quality of player out there? Yeah, you know what? It's it's unique because we've we've never seen it before. Like a lot of other things this year, um, you know that that's something that's going to be new to everybody, new to the players, new to the college coaches, certainly new to the major league teams. So, um, you know, anytime you limit the the draft to you know to five rounds, there there's going to be a lot of good baseball players that aren't selected, um, and that's just you know unfortunately the way the structure is right now. Um, you know, there there are going to be some players who in five rounds don't end up getting selected and otherwise may have had an opportunity to start their pro career. And again, it's going to come down to individual decisions. Everybody's sort of personal situation is different. What type of opportunity they have, um, you know, whether it's in college, high school, junior college, et cetera. So I think there certainly will be a robust pool of talent. How many of those players are eagerly seeking to go out and start their pro career, um, you know, even at a, a, you know, a restricted bonus amount, I think, is yet to be seen. But um, our guys have been putting in a ton of work, again, to position us to, um, you know, be an appealing landing spot for, you know, as many of those players as, as we're able to pursue um, and are certainly hopeful that we'll be able to add some talented players, um, you know, through that means after the draft. Um, how many, what that looks like, we're not sure. But I think there's, you know, certainly a, a level of excitement and anticipation for being able to bring some some good baseball players into the organization that way as well. It's going to be interesting. I'm just not sure how that market was going to go, and it sounds like you don't really either, right? Yeah. I mean, again, I think all we can do is sort of be prepared for um, be prepared for whatever happens. Again, it's not something that anybody in in our organization or otherwise can really reflect back on and say, hey, the last time that this happened, here's how it went. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, I think we're – we're in a time right now where, where the best thing we can do is, is be prepared, and uh, and I, I certainly feel feel good that our staff's done that, um, put in the work, and and I think we're certainly ready to uh, to to jump in there as soon as we're able after the draft and uh, once once communications are opened up by MLB. It's safe to say that uh, the 21 draft. I mean, I, I don't know if you're even looking ahead this far, but just on paper, and you, you would like to think that if things happen in a sequential fashion, as you would assume, uh, that the 21 draft is just going to be ridiculously, uh, ridiculously good, just loaded up with tons of talent. Is that a fair assumption, or is maybe that not not the case either? Well. You know, I, I think it's I think it's a fair possibility. Um, you know, again, I think we're still obviously right now we're focused on uh, on the draft that's just a couple of days away, but right. um, there certainly will be some impact to next year's draft. Now, how drastic that is, um, where some of the players who don't get drafted or end up not or don't end up signing go, um, we'll have to see. You know, how many of those players end up either back at four year schools or at four year schools as freshmen. Um, you know, but I, I, I think certainly that this year's draft could have an impact on the, the player pool for next year. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, the the situation has already started to affect next year's draft in some some more difficult ways. You know, the Cape Cod League season was already canceled. Um, some of the high school events over the summer have been canceled or rescheduled or postponed. Um, so I think, you know, we're, we're obviously focused on the draft that's just a couple days away. And in the back of our minds, we'll, we'll start prepping for next year's as soon as this one ends. But, um, I think we're certainly going to see some effects both in terms of the player pool to some degree. And, you know, and also again, the, the standard scouting schedule and the information available is going to be a little bit different next year. Um, you know, even as we hopefully return to, to what's more of a normal routine by, by that point. Steve, do you see independent leagues in the Atlanta League, Atlantic League, all of these other pop-up leagues, do you see them being outlets for some of these players? I'm not sure how long the, the $20,000 undrafted free agent, uh, let's call it like a moratorium, is in effect here. But I'm just thinking if if players who aren't selected you know, in those top five rounds and they don't want to take twenty grand. I, I suppose they could go elsewhere, which you would think is the independent league, try to take their chances there. I'm not sure what uh, what that looks like. Do you anticipate some sort of chain reaction on that front? You know, it, it's a good question, Dan. I'm I'm not sure. It's not something, um, you know, certainly the independent league wasn't something I'd thought about. Um, but, but again, I think, you know, certainly it, it's hard to anticipate how this change is going to affect you know, the the pool of players and sort of the flow of that, that talent. Um, but, again, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's something that couldn't happen. I'm not sure exactly what the logistics would look like. And, quite frankly, I think, you know, um, you know I think there's some level of uncertainty around, you know, each, each and every one of those avenues as well. And I ho- hopefully as things improve, um, you know, in, in all facets of the environment right now, you know, again, things firm up a little bit. But, you know, obviously players are going to, are going to seek out opportunities where they feel is the best for them and their families and their futures. Um, and, and for some guys, that's going to be professional baseball, you know, at, at the major league affiliated level. For some, it's going to be amateur high school or college. And, and uh, could, could some seek out independent opportunities? You know, it's certainly a possibility. Steve Sanders, uh, assistant general manager for the Pirates. Um, do you have, uh, I mean, a, a number of players that, that you would like to bring into the organization uh, ideally, I mean, you're, you would like to bring in more than five. I anticipate that you, you sign a number of undrafted free agents, but uh, I wasn't sure if uh, you knew or had an internal goal or, or something in mind there to try to essentially field a class to have you know a substantial enough number of bodies uh, to, to be able to keep the, the wheel turning, so to speak, because that's, that's important as well, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. No, I, I wouldn't say there's a specific number. Um, you know, again, I think we absolutely are focused on bringing um, bringing high-end talent and and you know large quantities of it into the organization in whatever fashion we can. And, and obviously, the draft is one of those primary avenues, as well as you know the international amateur market um, trades, uh, you know the, the like. So um, right now, we're focused on. Um, you know, working with our development staff, working with Larry and, and those guys to, um, you know, obviously bring in as much talent as, as we can to make sure, like you said, we keep those wheels turning, we keep the waves coming. Um, you know, we're, we're going to draft six players uh, across the five rounds and, and hopefully add some others as, as non-drafted free agents after that. But, but, no, I don't think we have a specific number in mind or, or sort of a number that we have to meet. Um, you know, our goal is going to be to add as much impact talent as we can 
you know, in, in whatever shape that looks like, you know, understanding that it's going to look a little bit different than a traditional, you know, a traditional draft class. Steve, before we let you go, I'll, I'll wrap with this question. It's what you've learned here over this process uh, of, of having to adapt to this, this <laughs> whatever it is uh, that, that this draft is going to look like. Uh, what's been your biggest takeaway? What's been the most illuminating factor here that, that you've experienced? Man, that's, uh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I think certainly um, this has been a difficult time for, for everybody. Um, in, in so many ways and in so many ways outside of baseball. And I think that perspective has been really important for all of us. You know, there's, there's certainly difficulties that we're, we're facing, um, you know, in, in a draft format, but the reality of, of so many other things going on, I think um, it's been important for us to maintain perspective. I think um, the, the quality, depth, and sort of um, intimacy of our conversations have really, have really grown, and I think we've all appreciated that. Um, you know, I think not being in the same place with one another to do something as important as put together a draft board, you know, has, has taught us all how to be better communicators, has taught us all how to be better listeners. Um, we certainly struggled with it throughout the process and, and have had our challenges. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really proud of the group of guys, proud of the group, you know, Joe and, and Mike Mangan and the leadership group of this staff um, that have, you know, risen to the occasion and, and here we are a few days out from the draft and, and I think uh, as a group every every single person involved has put the Pirates in, in really good position um, you know even even under difficult circumstances to to uh, to excel next week so it's a great question and, and quite honestly Dan I think um, we probably don't know the answer to that question until maybe some time from now I think we're going to look back on this and, and really see maybe even you know not for years and you know from now to really fully comprehend and understand what we just went through and, and, and what we took from it. But it's certainly been a, um, you know, a grounding experience and, and, and certainly important to main, maintain perspective with everything going on, but really proud of the group and, and certainly excited about the opportunity we've got here in a few days to, to add some talent to the organization. Well, Steve, uh, maybe I'll check uh, back in with you in a few weeks uh, to, to uh, check in on that experience and to see what it was like. It's coming up here on Tuesday and uh, it'll be interesting for sure. We'll be watching, and um, maybe we'll circle back to you then so you can share some of those perspectives and, and answer perhaps some of those unknowns. We appreciate your time, busy time for you. Uh, all the best to you, and uh, good luck this coming week. Appreciate it. Best to you guys. Stay safe, and, uh, you know, like I said, appreciate you having me on. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 